Welcome to the Quench Life Podcast. My name is Jillian. Uh, thank you for joining us today. We have Paula with us today. Thank you for coming in and hanging out and chatting about your story. I, like I say, you always have such great stories to share. So I'm thankful that you came in today to chat with us. Um, so why don't we start just kind of where you started your life fitness-wise, active-wise, and how that's kind of progressed for you. Uh, lots of different reasons that um, fitness is a really big part of my life uh, today. Uh, have always been active uh, throughout high school, played several sports, downhill skier, volleyball, softball. Uh, have cycled for many, many years. Uh, loved to do the last gasp and you know the Pan Am challenge, those types of things. Yeah. And uh, in 2016, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. And that uh, was undetected. So for probably six months to a year before that, I was having some debilitating uh, physical issues and yeah. hadn't realized what it was. It was undetected. Sure. Once it was diagnosed, I went through a solid three years of non-movement, right. uh, joint pain, uh, Which maybe you can talk about a little bit, because I don't know if everybody really knows the level that Lyme's disease can really affect if, your life. If, if it goes undetected, um, you know, I don't want to scare people. If you get a bite and you notice that bite, you want to get to your doctor and, and get the um, antibiotic as soon as possible. I didn't know I was bit, and I didn't have any of the telltale signs, the, you know, the circle rash or anything like that. So it had gone on for many many months um, to the point where there were a lot of uh, neurological and a lot of physical uh, things that were happening with my body. I thought I was going crazy actually. It wasn't that far of a stretch but it, yeah. it, it was one of those things where you know I, I couldn't move like I used to. Right. And once I was diagnosed I did have um, uh, an enormous amount of antibiotic treatment, uh, three treatments of antibiotics, uh, trying to come back to at least uh, somewhat of a semblance of a normal life. Yeah. And uh, actually took a homeopathic method at the very end that was more herbal based, uh, which seemed to actually work. It could have been the antibiotics finally kicking in, right. but um, I like to think that you know nature's way actually has some of that um, medicine as well. And when I realized that, I also realized that, you know, getting back to just having some balance. So it affected my balance. I wasn't walking correctly. I couldn't actually stand up from a chair wow. uh, with uh, unassisted or uh, uh, the bathroom, right. <laughs> which was tough. If I was down on the ground, if I had fall and I was falling, I was dragging my foot. I have some neurological damage on my left side that's right. numbness. Um, I had a really hard time actually getting myself up. Right, which is scary. That's a scary situation Super to be scary. part of. And I turned 50-ish in that whole period of time <laughs> and had this, this revelation that, you know, if I could get well enough that I really needed to, to jumpstart a fitness. And sure. that's what kind of landed me at Quench. It was a roundabout way to get here. Right. But one of the things that I had noticed from just working out at like the Y or taking a walk is that I was really undirected. 
Right. Um, you know, there, there was no accountability. So, you know, if I did feel like that, eh, you know, I'm not going to get up and kind of do what I'm supposed to do. Um, I wasn't going to do it. Sure. So, you know, fitness, uh, you know, as you said, how do, how do you get here? Right. Um, it's, it's one of those things where what do you do if you don't? Right. Right. So I have I have an 84 year old mother who can't walk without a walker. Right. Right. I don't want to be that. I want I, you know, if she falls, my dad can't pick her up. So, you know, those those are those things that, you know, if you strength train and get your body in, especially those menopausal years, it's really, really important. Uh, yeah. Bone structure. I've been a follower of science for years and know that the more that you're fit, the better your longevity and how you actually get through your 60s and 70s and right. 80s. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that that's such a crazy thing to reflect on um, is watching your parents and saying, you know, is that the lifestyle that, you know, I want to end up being in um, and finding a way to correct it. I think a lot of women kind of take that step back. We take a lot of responsibilities. We do have like people that care for their parents and that, that allows you that opportunity of reflection. But also mm. medical scares are, <laughs> there's no quicker way to get back in shape than some sort of medical scare. <laughs> <laughs> right, and and you know I think that happens with a lot of people in their fifties. Yeah, is that that something happens. It could be breast cancer. It could be any of those those uh, challenges that we have out there. You know, high blood pressure, stress. I sure. mean, all of that is a component of you know really thinking to yourself. You know, do I want to do this for the next twenty years? Right. Or do I want to make that change now and make it part of a lifestyle? And I sure. think that's important for people to understand is that it's not exercise, it's a lifestyle. I made the commitment three days a week, some challenge coming up in 18, on the 18th says five days a week. Eh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> starting a 45 day challenge and all the girls are like five days a week, so you're not the only one. <laughs> Some sort of movement, five days a week. Some sort of movement, five days yes. a week. But I've made the commitment, and in my job, you know, my hours vary. Um, so I, I carry a lot of equipment, but, but, you know, making that commitment to say, you know, three days a week, I'm going to be training. I'll sure. either strength train, box, or boot camp. Um, sometimes I strung them all together. That's not always fun. Yeah. <laughs> I had to take a nap before I got here today because <laughs> <laughs> it was my third straight day. But it was the only way that I could fit it in this right. week. Right. Um, you know, it was, it was one of those weeks that I just, you know, yeah. my normal Monday, Wednesday, Saturday schedule didn't work. Right. Um, good thing that there was enough classes that I could pick and choose to, sure. you know, get those workouts in. Yeah. So how do you go about scheduling the time for yourself, um, you know, as far as making the time for you? Like, how do you kind of do that in your brain? What's, do you have a system for that? Or is I, it just I, like I you shut it off and then you go? Or how does that work I for do. you? I do. So um, uh, we all say we have ADD, but I actually do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and have um, utilized a calendar system since I was in elementary school. Right. Um, so, like an you know, old school calendar, I was right? The, I was the Franklin Covey kid. <laughs> <laughs> with the, the day planner yes. <laughs> in middle school, right? Because I couldn't remember to get things done at a certain time. Right. So what I do is I base the rest of my calendar work-wise 
on how I'm putting my fitness. So my fitness comes first on the calendar, okay, right? Cool. So yep. on Saturday, when Jillian puts that notice out that the new schedule's up, I go out and I, I look and I say, okay, I can do this, this, and this. And then right. I look at my calendar and say, those those days work. Sure. So they go on my work calendar. They don't go on some arbitrary you know, family calendar or something like that that I might ignore, Right. right? It goes on the work calendar. Yeah. So I'm working around um, those, times. those times. And so those times are sacred spaces that we're just not going to trade out, which I right. think is big is that, you know, that time, making that time commitment, that you're not going to change it out or, you know, uh, exchange it for something else that right. you're going to give that time to yourself. Right. And I've noticed too that, you know, the times of day have worked a little bit differently where, you know, the, the premise that exercise should happen in the morning is like yeah no I'm not doing it yeah <laughs> I walk my dogs in the morning and you know there's three miles that I get in a day anyways yeah. with the dogs but I've noticed that doing exercise at the end of the day actually helps me sleep better yeah um, it helps me kind of focus on what I eat for dinner as yeah. well and not I don't want to ruin <laughs> the workout by sure. like eating crap yeah. on the couch at eight yeah. o'clock at night right yeah <laughs> so um, I, th I think that's part of that whole scheduling thing is yeah. that I know my body and I know what is good for me right. some people may like that early morning yeah. gets them going for the day makes them stay on track for the day where it's kind of a little bit opposite for me you know it ends my day yeah and so. i think it's you know what what works for you and i think that that's an important word in that like i tell people right. all the time if you're not up at 5 a.m having a cup of coffee just enjoying that 5 a.m time you're right. not going to get up at 5 a.m to come for a workout so let's right. do it in the <laughs> afternoon I, you know, right. I'm not a morning girl. I'm not going to work out in the morning, but I like a good afternoon workout because I feel like it washes away the stress of the day. You can kind of yeah. leave it all on the gym floor and then can go home and feel good, feel energized. And I agree right. too. get the dinner thing going so that you don't, <laughs> right. you just feel better when you're sweat and you yep. feel good. You, you, you know, you want to eat well, you want to eat healthy. So I think those are all, those right. are all great. And it, and it kind of keeps you in that schedule too, where, you know, in the summertime especially you tend to eat later and later and later yeah and then once you've eaten that heavier meal at say 8 9 o'clock and all of a sudden you know oh, I'm tired I'm gonna go to bed whereas when you're working out you're hungry yeah so by the time you get home you're you're right kind of into the mode of getting dinner and yeah. you know getting that done so always hungry so <laughs> I totally get that <laughs> like what are we eating right. while I'm eating this meal I'd like to ha have a discussion about what we're eating our next, next meal. <laughs> because that's how I get through my day is what is the next what's meal. for dinner right what's for lunch <laughs> yeah that's my husband can attest that that's how Mine we jam well. our house <laughs> yeah that's funny <laughs> So you also have, I think, a really cool job, too. Uh, I love all of Paula's stories. Every time she comes into the gym, we're like, Paula, what's going on in the Cape? What are we doing? What's the goss? What's happening? Uh, so tell us about that, as I just think it's so, cool. Well, um, I am a TV star. No. Yes, she is. <laughs> Who knew, right? Um, we did. We knew. I actually am the assistant station manager for the town of Barnstable's Channel 18. Yes. Uh, so my job is varied. Uh, I'm a host in some cases, so being on the other side of the camera is okay. actually kind of neat. <laughs> 
but my job primarily is to inform, educate, and help residents and visitors understand what the town's doing, how they can get involved, what programs and services are uh, available to them, what things are changing. Those types of uh, informational pieces are put together in video segments or their uh, podcasts. We're, we're going to start our own podcast hopefully in the next uh, six months or so. Um, I run a camera on occasion. Um, actually, I prefer to be behind the camera, but yeah. my job was hired to be in front of the camera. Is that how you got started was with the behind the camera that's a whole nother story okay. but I, I, I the synopsis is is that i have a degree in photojournalism okay and um never used it and uh after three careers my fourth career i'm actually using it okay uh, so uh, just takes time to get there sometimes. just you know my mom when i when i told her when i took this position uh two years ago or i actually had one position before this that was um uh, very similar she says well you're using that degree and i'm like yes i am finally <laughs> finally. finally but i think uh, a, a big part of my job um you know serving the town you know, I'm a municipal civil servant, hopefully, you know, giving people the information that they need so their quality of life here in the town of Barnstable is, you know, what they want it to be. Uh, there's so much information, there's so many different things that go around in a town. Uh, public access and educational access and government access TV is critical to our communities. Sure. We're living in a news desert. Yeah. Um, there's so many papers that are i just heard another one just went down to um uh, a couple of days a week that was the berkshire eagle it's been around for years now they're only going to publish three days a week yeah uh cape cod times has a skeleton crew a lot of our weekly papers have you know are all a conglomerate so where do right. people go and get the information that they need from the town sure so that's that's my job and not you know i look for stories yeah um love to tell stories yeah. so that's you know that's the good part of it yeah but there's also hard things too yeah we we have to communicate you know the COVID crisis was really 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 hard yeah uh for municipal government to actually manage yeah um and the information was so fast and so furious and constantly changing right so you know we're, we're we're hoping that we're doing a really good job yeah um, we always want to you know have people feedback and say you know what do you want to learn sure. um, we're more than happy to go out and you know chase a story or chase some kind of service that you might get from the town right um, to explain it a little bit better for you yeah yeah and there I think that there with anything just like fitness there's just so much um, information out there um, so having right. a real consistent source that's uh, communicating clear information right. that's correct is super helpful that especially in this COVID time where everything's so crazy for sure it was it was and and you know a lot of um, employees of the town did some pivots um, yeah. you know when this all happened we literally had to make sure that um, you know there was a website dedicated to just the health crisis of COVID sure um, we also had you know some other types of uh, information out there that really you know was specific to to COVID for social media and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, as, as the day goes on and, and things are different, yeah. uh, we still have that mandate. We still need to record every meeting that happens at the town. Yep. 
And, uh, you know, being at Quench helps me carry 40 pounds of gear when that has to happen. <laughs> Who would have thought that you'd have to carry 40 pounds of gear into a town meeting? I mean, geez. Well, the, the folks that are recording us know how much yeah. it weighs. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you know, between lights and microphones and cameras and, right. you know, audio gear, there's just, uh, and that was another big piece for me is that, you know, when I was working, I knew that I was out of shape. Yeah. Um, you know, not being able to, you know, carry that gear confidently. Right. Um, was was a challenge for me. And, yeah. and you know, now no challenge. No challenge. You whip it around, no problem. And I think that that is an important, you know, thing that you you do come is that when your life becomes an everyday challenge, that you do need to make different decisions. Right. So my last question for you is what is your favorite exercise now being at the gym and loving everything that you're doing? Is there one exercise that when we go through a workout that you're like, oh, thank gosh, I'm so glad that that's in the today's workout. Do you got one? You know, I, I, I think probably um, deadlifts would probably be the exercise um, with okay. the, the big bars and, okay. and being able to challenge myself for weight. Um, you were here that day that I lifted 155 Yes. Um, so that was like super cool. Personal but record. but yeah. I have to tell you, uh, having um, Jesse in boxing uh, has just literally changed. That 30 minutes is the best 30 minutes I've spent in the gym. Uh, the, the last two um, boxing trainings that I had with him were unbelievable. We literally threw our arms for 30 minutes. Yeah, it's um, awesome. It's awesome. The you know I had lots of yellows and reds in my my heart zone, and it was just it was fantastic. Yeah. So, oh good. Yeah, a little bit of strength training, but you know that that cardio. Gotta as, love the deadlifts, well. but on a good stressful day, yeah. it and, is and, so and, nice to hit that. You can leave <laughs> you can leave the spin bike wherever you want. Yes. I'm I'm good. <laughs> no spin bikes for Paula. We got that memo. <laughs> I like to cycle, but yeah. cycling in place just seems, I don't know, redundant. Yeah. It ha everything has its place, and either you like it or you don't. And if you don't like it, you just don't do it. Exactly. That simple. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today on the Quench Life Podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you next time.